Ready and go. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Tiki Hut Studios, home of the Joe Knows Show with <laughs> Ken Rose. That's me. And to my right is Joe of Joe Knows. Say hi to everybody, Joe. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I am Joe Carlisle. This is the Joe Knows Show, the podcast with Ken Rose and Lisa, too. And today, our lovely Miss Lisa is actually bearing the brunt. She's taking the whole load on her shoulder. She's not in the studio with us. She is actually working and covering the shop. So we just want to say a shout out, Ms. Lisa. Thank you, Ms. Lisa, for making it so we can do this. And actually, as you can see, Joe and I, we're looking a little different today. That's right. That's because we are broadcasting live from another famous Florida beach. Joe and I are hot and heavy in South Beach, located in Miami. So we'll be partying up all day. We are going to have to remove our sunglasses because there's a little... Uh, uh, glare coming from the camera, but we're here in Miami. Wish you were here, Lisa, but too bad. You Hang on, work. man. I'm, I'm not sure I like the way you said that, that we're hot and heavy in South Beach. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're checking out you the know, scene. Okay, we're, we're checking out the We're going to the, the restaurants, and the, and the frozen drinks are flowing. <laughs> I only get hot and heavy with Miss Pat. That's <laughs> take the only these off time. so you can see my eyes, because they're not red yet, but later All on right. today, yes. after a day of partying, they will be. Maybe if we want to channel our inner Johnny Depp, we'll get some, uh, oh. some uh, hats <laughs> and, and put the glasses back yes, on. Yes, back to Johnny Depp passed out on a couch. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a plan, Joe. How do you guys feel about that? I, I mean, Ken was asking me this morning about if I've caught any of this. I've caught a little bit of it. But, I mean, how do you guys feel really about about uh, Johnny Depp and some of the stuff? Ken has some opinions, and he, he was actually making me laugh because he's actually right. Um, Johnny's pretty dry. Hey, you know, he's so, if, if you haven't seen the outtakes of the trial, and I, I know it's a serious thing, but you've got to watch them because Johnny Depp is so hilarious and dry, and the questions he gets asked, the way that he answers them are just over-the-top Jack Sparrow-type <laughs> answers. They're dry. They're it, It's hilarious. you got to watch it. So, you know, everybody likes a good train wreck, so I guess that's what we can call a it. A good train wreck. I'm back to one rich guy <laughs> slapped another rich guy who really cares. Right? <laughs> but, you know, I, I do like Johnny's, you know, he answers his questions like this. Yeah, he's always you know he's, he's well, uh, Mr. Prosecutor, I uh, you know yes, I did a lot of drugs, <laughs> and uh, and, he, and he admits it readily. Yes, I'm 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 not proud of it. I mean, I'm, I'm remiss to say this, but you know when I need to recover, when I need to detox, I I, I know this doesn't sound good, but uh, I I go to my island. <laughs> an island. My island. An island. You know, and I know everybody doesn't have an island, but that's... Most that's, of us have a throne. That's, I bring... <laughs> that's about as far as we get. I go to my island, and I bring... I, I don't bring Ms. Hurd with me. I bring 27 other strippers. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's wife follows right behind. <laughs> They're my <Bullet>. assistants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, I, um, I, I, I walked outside today, and there was bird crap on my car, and it upset me, and I said, Joe, would you believe there's bird crap on my car? And... <laughs> Joe came across this fact that Joe's going to explain. That's right. This is, That's this right. is over okay. the top, and now I understand why there's bird crap on my car. So this weekend I went down. It was my oldest granddaughter's third birthday, but it was her first party because of COVID. They mm. couldn't have parties. They're down in West Palm. Um, as a matter of fact, it was a little weird in West Palm because some of those people are still kind of... Mask up, Masked distance up. crazy. You know, Halloween I mean, or so, Halloween, yeah. yeah. The funny one was the guy who had like a mask 
that was disgusting, I wouldn't even pick up, let alone put on my face. <laughs> yes, but, people, wash your masks at least once come or twice on, a week. man. You know, disposable means you should throw it away when right. you're done with it. Yeah. Not so when anyways, it's wearing holes in it. So anyways, my kids, we, we're talking about conspiracy theories. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of conspiracy, conspiracy theories around the last election and the previous election. And, you know, this is part of our political discussion now is what conspiracy theory is real, Correct. what comes out later. I mean, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop was supposed to be a conspiracy theory, but that's probably... Well, it's not a conspiracy anymore. It may be factual. It's an investigation. Investigation. (laughs) You know. And my kids pointed out to me there's a thing called birds aren't real. (laughs) Had had you ever heard of this before I said it? No, no. no, This is the first. But now I thought about it. I said, yeah, I think they're checking me out. So birds aren't real is a thing. It's an actual conspiracy thing, a conspiracy theory that has existed since... 19, I was reading this earlier, 1976, and the concept is that the government (laughs) has replaced all the birds in the world with robots. And they're drones, drones, the robotic drones, and they're following us, and they've got cameras, and they're (laughs) tracking everything. But, I mean, this isn't like some little tiny... Blip. Blip. Apparently, <laughs> if you're under the age of 40, you've heard of this, which explains why I had never heard of it. But it's got millions, millions of followers. How, how do millions of people believe in it? How do you get away from the, I come out and there's bird crap on my car? What are, they, are they like filling them with bird crap just to, just to, to make the realism seem better? Well, the theory is, I guess it helps with tracking. So, so, yes, so if yes, they crap on your car, you're actually being tracked being by the tracked. federal government. Well, they must have been trying to track the president because he was giving that speech <laughs> there in Iowa. And yeah, on his, crap it on his shoulder. There you go. Yes. Yes. Was it, wait a minute. I heard somebody said that it wasn't, uh, no, it was corn. Corn fell from the sky. Right out of that cornfield. Up and back down. In a great big warehouse, <laughs> corn fell from the sky. Woo. <laughs> Look, now that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I went, flying corn. Flying corn. There's there's a conspiracy for us. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This, is, you what, know, this I, is what you get when you tune in. You never know what you're getting. Do you know, I, I had a great trip. It was always It's always good to see the grandbabies, and all, all four of my kids got assembled for a couple of hours. That doesn't happen very often. Right. And Miss um, Pat and I were able to stay in a hotel room down there. and uh, You know, but we there was a big disappointment. We had one. I mean, we were there all weekend, and only really one big disappointment. You're kidding me, Joe? No, a huge, Gosh. huge disappointment. That's that's awful. Almost ruined the whole trip for me. Man, almost I, I, ruined the whole. I mean, trip. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, gotta let our audience know. I mean, this, this, this. this well, is okay. Patty and I are headed it? down there, and you know, I mean, my hips kind of jacked up, and I'm right. waiting for the VA to, to fix it, and so I got to stretch it every now and then. And of course, I'm you know, knocking on the door of sixty, and so you know, a three hour trip means two bathroom stops, right? <laughs> So we pull over to Fort Drum Plaza, and uh, I go in, I get out, and I'm limping around, and I go do my business, and, and I'm walking in, and, you know, when you walk into the area, to you know, to the rest stop. Yeah, the rest stop. You know, on, on, the, on the turnpike. turnpike. Yeah, they're you know, fancy. They got, they got like, the you know, the Dunkin' Donuts and the Villa Kitchen with the yeah, pizza and all Maru. that. Yeah, So I'm getting a little hungry, you know, and I go in, I do my business, I come out, and there's a Nathan's there, and it's closed. Jeez. 
I had to do without a Nathan. And, and you know what's really sad is while I was doing my business, I got to thinking, you know, a Nathan's hot dog would be just right. A little bit of protein, all beef. Easy you know, to carry. Easy to carry. Good good thing to have in the car and drive. Uh, you all know, beef. All beef. All run. And, you know, usually at that spot, they have all the to- all the toppings. Right. That's what I like about of, those. Yeah. yeah. Every time. My you, headset's falling off. If there are toppings I've never heard of, they'll usually have right. it, right? But man, I just, man, that Nathan's, it almost ruined the trip for me. I mean, it was one of those know. things that would kind of set my mood and I had to work. Right. To, to not be irritated all weekend long because yeah, I had to miss out on my Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, you're thinking, man, I just like a good old hot dog. I can drive. I can Something with a nice eat, snack. Snap, you, know. you know, the whole deal. It is. Ruined. Just ruined. ruined. Just ruined. But, you know, got to see my grand- I got to see my granddaughter and that kind of went out the window. You know, I was like, I got some perspective. I was like, well, I do love my Nathan hot dogs, but if that's a price I got to pay to see my granddaughter, well, that's a price right. I'm going to have to pay. But but aren't three-year-olds really strange because because you haven't seen your granddaughter in a while because of COVID and everything else. So isn't it always weird that, that we went, you know, and, and, and it happens to me. Um, my, my, my niece comes over and she's three, um, um, Steph's daughter, and she just is so... Stay away from me. I don't know. I, I remember you slightly, but I'm not sure who you are. Um, but then by the end of the day, then they have an ice cream in your lap. kind of. So thing. like Patty and I are very, very lucky in that, um, you know, she is a Florida virtual school teacher. Mm-hmm. So she gets to every six, eight weeks, go help the kids out for like three or four days or a week or or, or the baby can come up and right. be at our house for a week. So she knows that we walked in. It's probably the first time it's happened. And Patty walked in, and she goes, Meme, and ran over and gave her a big hug. Oh, right, because they're talking she now. She gave yeah. me a little bit of that attitude, yeah. but she gave me a big hug and a kiss. But it was one of those, well, I, you're okay. I, are you going to eat me? Yeah. <laughs> no. You but, look large. And I'll tell you, the funny thing about three-year-olds, the thing that I really, really loved, you know, when you get to be my age, you forget this stuff because you've raised kids and teenagers. Right. And, you know, you move on. And it's what I like about having grandkids is that, oh, yeah. They are cute, you know. They weren't always obnoxious. <laughs> you know, no, those are they, your regular children. They, they didn't always tell me how I should live, <laughs> right? And she was doing this thing the whole weekend. I don't know where she got it from, but if Patty went to the restroom, she she came to spend the night in the hotel with us. If Patty went to the restroom or, or I got up to get a drink, she'd go, are you okay? <laughs> and she's just learning to talk, too, right, to right. like put sentences together. So it was it wasn't so much that she said it, but she said it with such commitment. Right. You know, she was genuinely yeah. concerned. Factual are, stuff, are, man. Are, you're in the bathroom. And, like, she was at the door of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm taking the show. Like, are you okay? <laughs> yes, sweetie. I'm washing yeah. my nasty body. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're very pure at that age. They and, are. And the thing with grandkids that's great is, is you always get to give them back. Yes. You yes. Know? They're not like your regular kids that you're stuck with them. Yes. You know, forever. But your grandkids, yeah, they were a nice visit. Somebody them, actually know. said to me this weekend... All the joy, none of the responsibility. Correct. I'm like, you know, I, I almost like it because I've changed so many of them. I almost like it when I smell the poopy diaper and I can go, oh, son, <laughs> this Not is your job. Turn. This is your job. Here you That's go. That's right. Oh, Meme, you want this? Okay. Because <laughs> dad ain't doing it. Yeah, you know, no, dad's, no. I did enough. I probably, you know, four you, kids and, and You're nieces. the icon. Yeah, the, nieces uh, and nephews. Look, I was changing diapers before that's something that a man did. Well, I mean, you know, I was changing diapers when when I, I was I was actually a Mr. Mom. I were was. you? My wife had our first son, and um, she was college educated, and I wasn't. And I was an actor, so 
she, we decided that she would, because of her education, she could get a job getting paid a whole lot more than I could. So I was the one that stayed. That was before family leave. And, you know, back in those days, right. the woman was in the hospital for four or five days. And then she came home and, you know, she might get another five or six days. And then she went back to work. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Mm. And so uh, Timmy was probably six months old and we had to make that choice. And I was good at it, man. My wife and I put weight on. I mean, literally, I was like three-course meal for breakfast, <laughs> three-course meal for... Because we were in... Um, North Conway, New Hampshire. And like for us to get PBS, I had to like hang tinfoil out the window, <laughs> you know, on a, on a uh, wire coat hanger. And so I usually had the floors scrubbed, the jar head in me. The floors were scrubbed with a toothbrush by nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> she would, she worked right across the street from where we were. So she would come home and I would have a four course meal for lunch and then dinner was six courses. Nice. <laughs> Good golly. It only took a few months for us to put on a few pounds. Stretch pants only. <laughs> That's right. Pants optional at the dinner table. That's right. So so I was long before that was like an accepted gender role. Oh, I was. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. And Patty's friends. I mean, we'd go visit somewhere. My friends are friends. And <laughs> they'd be like, what do you mean your husband changes most of the diapers? Well, he mm -hmm. changes most of the diapers because I'm at work. Yeah. He, he, you work and he stays at home. Yeah. Why can't you change that person? I'd be like, I'd be like, um, isn't he the one at work all day? <laughs> you know, you know, kind of how that works. <laughs> I can't let the, the diaper load up, yeah. you know, up to 26 pounds does not mean the load of the diaper. <laughs> but, but the reality is, and for those of you that are still watching the show after this talk about diapers and poop is, is the reality Joe is, is this. By you not changing the three-year-old's diapers, be, poopy diapers, because it's not your responsibility. Let's let's move ahead 15 years. Now she's 18, and you need your diaper changed. <laughs> she can be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Grandpa didn't change my diaper. I didn't change his diaper. Brother man. Grandma, grandma. That gives me 15 years. <laughs> I plan on being wealthy enough that I will pay people to do that. Okay. Oh, what a crappy experience. <laughs> I was my my kids have joked. My kids have joked that they will put that they better be careful because you know, mom, she's the angel, right? Of and course. so she gets the upscale nursing home and all of that. Dad, well, you know a shed. sorry, we're gonna we're gonna stick you wherever they'll take you. A shed with a Home Depot bucket. You know, we don't care what it smells like, you know, and I'm like, Well, you're assuming that I'm not gonna have a will you want to be part of. <laughs> You know, you know, it was, it was, it's funny though that you mentioned, you, you know, because of our age, you know, every hour and a half, two hours, we have to stop to, to yeah, yeah. relieve ourselves. <laughs> and, and, and growing up as a kid, my, my grandparents lived about 60, 70 miles away from us and they never stopped. But, but, but grandpa, he would walk in with a, with a pitcher full of, you know, yep. urine. And I was like, that's kind of odd. You know, hopefully nobody drinks that when it's on a counter. And, you know, so so that was that generation. They didn't stop because because men at that point were like, I'm a man. I'm driving all the way. We're going to pull over here a second. I'm going to go into this bucket. Well, tap it up. and the other thing right. is in that generation, okay, I mean, it's funny. I came out of the restroom and the first thing I did was get in line for coffee. <laughs> they, when they went on a trip, they didn't stop four times to get a drink, to get coffee, you know. They did, if they they knew if they were going on a trip, they didn't drink a bunch of stuff like two hours before. Rem remember that? That's right. I don't care if you have to go or not. You're going to go try right now. Because when we get in the car, 
I don't want to hear. I got to go. Always the case. Always the case. My grandfather used, (laughs) well, we're about to go on break. We'll see you in a minute. Don't go away. (laughs) Right back. Market your brand and personalize your message. Brand Squad opens doors to new ideas, helping to grow your business with smarter marketing. Thousands of promotional items, thousands of ideas. Turn prospects into customers with Brand Squad's memorable promotional products. Simple marketing, effective results. We do the thinking, you do the winning. Brand Squad, on point with your promotional products. After. Oh, okay. look who flew into South Beach. She, I should make her come in over here just to say hi. Yeah. Or come in over there. Well, we can get her in your shot. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. You got to get that story. Come okay. on, come on. Hey, hey, we have a special guest who who, who, who just got here from Miami, and, she, and she's going to share with us. From Miami or to Miami? Well, to Miami. She's going to share with us her story of traveling with family and having to go to the restroom. Come on, step in. You've got to talk it into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, I just want to say real quick, uh, our summer vacation, we would go up to Illinois to visit family, and I always had to pee. I had a lot of UTIs. I mean, <laughs> and so my dad would make me pee in a Folgers can <laughs> on the way there, and he swears he didn't, but uh, yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> Disgusting, I know, but I was out there laughing when you're talking about the picture full of pee. All right. So anyway. Go. Go back to your chase lounge. Go back to your chase lounge and enjoy your pina colada. <laughs> Do you know though? It, what's really funny is that my grandfather. I always wondered how he could be so strong, right? I mean, go on these trips and you sure. know, and pull over the boys had to have to get out and we do the whole hide behind the door thing, yep. right? Of course, back then, you know, he always had these like LTDs. Oh yeah, you know, the doors they, were like four the, feet the, long. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Johnny, yeah. can you help me open this door? <laughs> you could hide three people behind it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I found out after years, I mean, I was probably a teenager. Does everybody know what an engineer's friend is? I don't have a damn clue. Okay. An engineer's friend, because an engineer riding a train, Mm -hmm. he had to like stay at the wheel. He couldn't stop to use the restroom. So they have a thing and it's a flask that sticks to your, to your leg that they strapped to the leg. It had a tube that ran up to the appropriate part. And you put your junk in another attachment. Holy. <laughs> Just God. let go when you need to. Mm, well, he like, had one. <laughs> sounds like a bad porn movie. <laughs> it does sound. <laughs> oh, no. oh, we, there we, we go. We got shit going on everywhere around here. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and I can remember thinking, ew, yuck. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things that one of those technologies you de- develop. Right. Because you have to. <laughs> and. You didn't want the engineer peeing all over the cab of the train. But, but you have to wonder, though, I mean, I mean, how much is an engineer really doing? Because you are on a set of rails. You know, so if, if, if you have 100 miles to the next stop, you should be able to go. Well, but keep in mind, you needed the engineer to make sure there was nothing coming. He, that's what his oh. job was. It wasn't just pushing the I thought it was just a steer, and I'm like, but it's on rails. Anyway. No, he, he's like, he's, he's leaning out the window to make sure you're not going to hit anything. And if something happens, he pulls all them levers. The only engineer I remember on TV was the engineer on Petticoat Junction. All the girls were in the uh, yeah. in the water tower bathing. Yeah. I was. Do you remember 10, the engineer I, or the or the girls? The girls bathing in the, <laughs> the water tower. I was probably like ten. Too. I was like, oh, yeah. girls in the water tower. 
That must be interesting. Do you ever see? So. Do you ever see uh, uh, the "Where Are They Now" kind of thing? You see them when they're like seventy-four. Oh yes, oh, <laughs> and you think, "What a life!" <laughs> you, you think, "Baby, you should have stopped smoking." <laughs> It's maybe 10 years earlier, you know, the, that leather, the whole leather, leather skin, <laughs> you know, smoke permeating from your hair. <laughs> Do you, you, you like uh, true crime? <laughs> Do you like true crime? Um, what was it? Is there a, is there a false crime? <laughs> this is a, <laughs> yes, there is false crime. <laughs> I mean, it's false imprisonment. Do you like true this. crime stories as opposed to drama? Sometimes, but 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 are you talking like twenty twenty crap or no know, no? I mean like or... I, I mean like that. The, there's there's a whole like give me an example. Like they have, well, they have like true crime podcasts, which are okay. podcasts oh, okay, that follow okay, okay. Yes. a real case. So yes, true yes. crime that's a genre now. It's okay, true, true crime. crime. And uh, I got hooked on this show called um, True Crime. Uh, it was Stainer. Okay, and I, what is the name of it? I can't remember the name of the show, but it was about this kid who was abducted in 1972 mm-hmm. and like lived with this guy for like seven, eight years. Right. And when this guy abducted another kid, he took the kid and ran away. He was a big hero. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, and they made a, a TV movie about it in the, you know, ni- like 1989. But apparently his family was really jacked. Right, like like his older brother ended up killing a bunch of people in Yosemite Park. Like he was a famous really? serial killer. <laughs> but so they have these pictures of the mom in the seventies. She was she was fairly attractive. Right. You know, it's a middle class family, so she they weren't rich people or anything, mm-hmm. right? And so <laughs> they're showing all these pictures from her in the seventies and the early eighties, and she's she's you know smoking i mean she's the smoke show sure, sure. <laughs> but they bring her in for the interview like now right because that's the key to these right. it's kind of like they're interviewing the sister and the mother and <laughs> this lady <laughs> looks like her skin was done by american tourists you know? <laughs> i'm thinking of course then they're showing all the pictures of her smoking right. cigarettes all and i'm time. thinking okay there we go another reason you know you probably get more kids to not smoke if you just made that compared the whole cancer thing right th- that doesn't affect them you know but you say look you're gonna look like this <laughs> well like 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 those commercials you know where where, where somebody's whole body is like completely you know like like this one woman had her jaw removed and her chin and her and her head and all of these and you're like if that doesn't convince you not to take up smoking nothing else will. yeah but you see some of that is not real you know i, I make this point to i was joking with my kids about something and you know it's the well, actually it was on facebook I, it, it was real <laughs> <laughs> when my daughter was in school i hung you know she was a teenager I hung a sawed-off baseball bat by the front door mm. so that any young no men that came in, and, and my kids, my boys who now have daughters, they're like, wow, oh, I got guns, I got knives. I said, yeah, but here's the problem, son. A teenager knows somewhere in his heart you're probably not going to shoot him. Right. But he doesn't know I'm not going to beat him with that bat. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the idea of that whooping with a bat is far more real to him than you shooting yeah. him because that's really kind of out of his purview. But right. his, most kids have taken a beating at some point. Sure. You know, so they, it's not hard to make the leap to he's going to beat me with that sawed off baseball bat. That's, that's right. going to hurt. A spoon or something. And this is kind of like cops say this all the time is that. 
criminals will run from them and they have a gun. But the minute you say, I'm going to let the dogs loose, <laughs> they give up. Right they away. Quit. Right like, oh, away. You can shoot me, but don't let that dog <laughs> don't bite, let that me. Don't bite me. Because <laughs> that's more real to them, right? I think that all of this without the jaw, and all, I, I don't think that's real to them. But you show a young girl that her skin is going to look like an alligator by the time she's 50. What, 40 even. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> well, well, you know, speaking of, of, of um, body parts, um, you, you know, removing and stuff, there's this new show on, I think, TLC or, or something called Body Parts. And it's, it's this woman is a anaplastologist or something like this, and she makes, hand makes body parts. And not the body parts you buy, you, you, you know, from uh, Adam and Eve online. Um, this, <laughs> like, like, like eyes. She, she, she builds ears. She oh, that's builds, gonna be cool. Yeah, all these different body parts. And and, and you know, one, one gentleman had, believe it or not, he had cancer of, of of the nose. So he had to have his entire nose removed. So he had a giant hole. And she made this this prosthesis by hand. And when he, when he put it on, it, it was unbelievable. And and you watch these people's reactions when they're life changing. There was a, there was African American woman who who lost her limbs, through um, sepsis, and uh, and she and she never was able to to hug her children. So she made this these prosthetic arms that she slipped over her her her, her stumps, and she was able to you know she she could move the fingers in different ways. She was able to hug her child, hold a phone. It was really, it's amazing. It's called Body Parts. You got to check it out. It's crazy. Wow, that sounds so, good. I mean, that's it's, actually. It's, it's artistry and, you know, just just the reaction of people. Do you know, he, here's the thing. That's that's a classic example of, uh, you know, I'm writing my book, and so I'm, I'm trying to develop an avatar who is the perfect reader, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so I'll know how to market the book when the time comes. Right. And but it but so we deal a lot with specialization, right? Mm -hmm. Find a niche. I mean, talk about your surgeon. You know, I don't know if she's a surgeon. She probably have to have some medical training to understand it, or at least engineering. I, I don't know. I mean, she just makes these molds. It's just it's 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 unbelievable. But it, it seems to me that that's something that that she discovered. It's a small. It's a niche. You know, it's a, little, it's a niche, yeah. and she probably makes good money doing it. She's probably one of the best in the country. It's why she gets a right. show. Hopefully, you like to think that if she gets a television show, she's one of the better ones. You know? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's, it was it was. Unbelievable. I mean, it would not occur to me to do that. that let, let's make some, not just regular prosthetics, but let's, you know, let's find a way with our modern technology to mm -hmm. make something realistic. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a boy, I don't know, eight or ten, and, and he a, a dog, I think it was a dog, attacked him. And bit off his ears, oh. so so she constructed these these brand new ears for him, and just his expression, and then they they they, they kept his mother outside of the room, uh, and then he, he walked out to see his mom, and, and you could just see the the the, you know the emotion that it takes. Oh, all yeah. of a sudden your your child is is whole again. How old know? was the kid? Maybe eight, eight ten. I mean, and excuse me for being the mercenary, but you know she's gonna have to make him. Four or five more pairs over the year. That's you correct. Know, I mean, yeah. so you know, you're, you're talking about a business model, right? You know, that helps people. That's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Cool as all get it. And I'll bet cool. your insurance will pay for it too. Well, you, you never know. Depends <laughs> on who your insurance is with. You know, we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> but, but but I think I, th I think on those shows, I think what happens is is, and I could be wrong, but I think when people participate, like yeah, like on Doctor Pimple yeah. Popper, Ugh. I th I think that the show 
pays for, for their airfare, travel. Um, Look, Dr. Pimple Popper like is a nice lady. I mean, I, I like who she is, but when yeah. they get into like the surgery part, it's I can't crazy. take those. I can't take those. It really is bizarre. But you, well, know. you know what? There's somebody doing something at it's some like, point. Mm, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> some nights I can watch it. Other nights I'm like, mm. yeah. nice to know you're out there. You know, <laughs> you know, you know my, <laughs> my son first started studying medicine. He was really excited. He'd come home. He'd come home from school and he'd sit down, and our big thing is like spaghetti dinner on Saturday right. night, right? And he'd be sitting down, <laughs> he'd tell me, I'm like, son, I finally had this son, look, when the sauce hits the table, you need to stop. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't be eating spaghetti and hear about brains, all right? <laughs> Don't tell me about the heart or any of this other stuff. I just want to, let's just change this. You go back to the subject, but while I'm eating, we're going to like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think that the, the, the strangest thing on, on, on that show in particular is, is you, you know, here's, you know, Jim Smith, and he has this growth <laughs> that he's had for like 15 <laughs> years coming right out of his forehead, you, you, you know, the size of a softball. It's like, why did you wait 15 years? And, and, and a lot of people, and, and I get it, a lot of people are afraid to go to the doctor. You know, they say, oh, you know, I, I don't know what this is, and I don't go to the doctor. You know, and, and and the crazy thing in the show is, fifteen years of this suffering and this hiding, and and it's, and it's a quick incision, it's a quick removal yeah. of, of what was <laughs> yeah. there, a stitch, and you're back to normal. Mm -hmm. You know, so so I think the benefit of those shows on TV is it lets people know that, you, you know, don't you know. Do you know a favorite of my wife's is my six hundred pound life or oh you know, crap you know, two thousand pound sisters or you know what it is, and I, and I'm always like you know. <laughs> The ones I'm amazed at is, I mean, the people themselves, because there comes a point, you know, they're all bedridden. Correct. Right. And there comes a point, I mean, I, I, I have to worry about, wonder about how your brain is hitting it. It's firing. If you get to the place where you are so big that you cannot get out of bed, yet you continue to eat three, four entire pizzas as a single meal. As a, you know, it's mind blowing. You know, by the time I couldn't go to the bathroom, you I'd know, like, without mm -hmm. assistance, I'd be like, okay, time for a crash diet and a crash exercise. <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, and and, and, and you know, I mean, you know, we're making light of it, and, and obesity is a very serious thing. Um, but I have to say, on on two thousand pound sisters, you, you know, they're they're both big girls, you know, but one girl is so so big. That her forehead is is full yeah, of yep. cellulite. Mm -hmm. It's almost covering up her eyes, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. And, and Again, it's it's where's the point? But the one that really amazes me is there's always, you know, it always comes down to addiction. Correct. Right. It, that's I, I think what it is. every time I see one of these, I'm like, you know, this person's addicted to food, and, right. and I mean, if they were a drug addict. You know, they'd be skinny as hell and in prison and, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, in a rehab or right. something like that. But because it's food, you know, they're just blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. Um, you know, so I always wonder, they have the, the codependence, you know, and then they sit in the doctor's office and they say, well, you didn't lose any weight. And the people are like, well, I told them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you may have told them, but you're the one that threw, you know, a five-pound bag of sugar at them. Right, and, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're feeding I them mean, this. They can't go to the convenience store themselves. They didn't go to Taco Bell and spend $700 themselves. You did that. Correct. Hey, look, guys, we're out of time for this section. We're going to take a break. Don't go away. Ken's going to go deal on. with something, and we'll be right back. Okay. 
You go. He was looking for you. Yeah. And I'll entertain the folks that are watching live. Okay. Again, this is the behind the scenes part. You get to deal with Joe. What are we going to talk about? Okay. Um, yeah, I'll give you some news that I had. Um, I, uh, I am a chamber ambassador. I love the chamber of commerce here, uh, locally. And we have a, uh, we have a, an ambassador committee and the ambassadors go out and do extra things. They show up at the, um, uh, at ribbon cuttings and they do volunteer work at the breakfast and stuff like that. And for personal reasons, I had to step back from the ambassadors. Um, it is a great volunteer opportunity. It, it actually was very important to me when I first came to Claremont cause I didn't know anybody and these people welcomed me and put me to work and I got to meet so many people. My business has got established here in Claremont because of that. And this morning I had to tell the committee, uh, in a meeting that, um, that I had to step away for a year and, um, you know, it was more emotional than I thought. I, I finally made the decision and, and told the people at the chamber ambassador that mm-hmm. as much as I love them, but I had to make some choices for my own, right. you know, I had to take care of me for a while. No, I, I agree. You know, and, and so I was just telling everybody that it was, you know, I got up, I thought it was going to be this be, I thought I was going to make this announcement and go peace out. And halfway through, I'm like, so overcome. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, Joe here. I'm the host of Joe Knows, and one of the many things that Joe does know is real estate. For instance, I know that when you're selling a house, you want to get the most money possible, not the most offers, not the most showings. So, I employ strategies that I've developed over the last 12 years to make sure that you have the option of getting the most money the market will bear, not the most offers. They're not necessarily the same thing. So don't be fooled. If you want to get a high price for your house, you need to call Joe. And I can make it happen. <laughs> All right, Ken's back, so we're going to go back to the show. <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you know, I think with this, with this obesity that we watch on a TV, we watch, you know, the, the 600-pound people and so on. And I realize some of it comes down to economics because um, when, when you're on – um, food stamps or, 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 or a government program, you're only allowed to buy certain things. And I think the way to fix obesity in your poorer areas is to strictly limit what they can buy. You, you, know, you know, don't let them buy boxed carb things. But then again, the price of food is, the price of, I think the price of food affects it because you can buy a, a pound of ground beef and hamburger helper and make meal for four that probably costs six bucks, eight bucks. But but if 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 you were to buy a piece of fish for four people, a salad, um, a potato, you would probably be at you know twelve dollars a person. I th- I think you some know, so of that I think that's part of it. Some of that I think comes down to training and awareness, right? I mean, you know, when I grew up. Um, a fresh vegetable was always encouraged, but a vegetable, like a non-canned vegetable, right. was was part of a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was very, you know, I mean, we used to have the pyramid that we now know is somewhat skewed, you know, where the, where the, the wrong stuff is on the bottom. You should actually flip the pyramid the way 
that was it was created in the 60s and 70s, which mm. was originally created apparently in the 30s to sell cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Post Company or General Mills, oh, okay. you know, paid a government agency to come out with this, and they they highly like an ad in, campaign then. yeah they highly influenced all of that research, and it was you know that whole grains and things on the bottom is you know the widest part was mm -hmm. so they could sell more cereal sure um but i think a lot of that is in a lot of those communities there is where you get the the if there is a lot to be said for people who are economically disadvantaged stay that way for generations because of education and and sometimes that education is and, and that education and, and those habits are learned mm -hmm. right i mean it, there's a reason that rich people tend to stay rich mm -hmm. and poor people tend to stay poor. And one of them is, as a rich person's kid is growing up, they're seeing rich people money habits modeled. Mm -hmm. Poor kids growing up see poor people money habits. Correct. You know, the, the, now there is a level of if you want to get rich you may need to curb your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a tendency in this country to look at the guy at the success at the end of the journey and say, oh, I want what he has, but you didn't look at the journey. Right. You know, and that's, that's and we talked about this right. in, in relation to work, right? Everybody wants that $70,000 a year job. You and I deal with this in, with realtors all, all the time. time. I just dealt with this just a couple of days ago as somebody was complaining that they didn't want to work with buyers. Well, they've been in the business less than a year. They want to work with listings and they don't want to work more than 15, 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And they want to make $250,000 a year. And I'm like, you, you are you Find listening to yourself? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I had a, a very close family member who was all upset because he spent nine year nine years in college getting a bachelor's degree, <laughs> and was upset that he couldn't get a that he wanted a job that didn't start till ten, that ended at three, and paid a decent wage, like, and we're talking twenty years ago, like forty forty five thousand dollars a year, and I'm like, when you find that job, let me know. I have more education than you. I'm taking it. <laughs> you know. You know. It, it's it's. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, again, that's the mentality. And and, I, and I'm going to talk about my my, my brother Michael. Um, my brother Michael's very successful. And and like like my brother, I've been up down financially, up down financially. Um, but um, he he has people that run the bagel stores, but he's up at 4:30 every day, ready to rock and roll because he doesn't know what the day's going to bring. Mm -hmm. Me too. You know, you know. I mean, my 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 doors. Technically open at eight thirty. I'm here by seven thirty, quarter to eight, just because. What's coming my way? Can I get something done early when when the phones aren't ringing? And it's just a different mindset when it comes to work. But what happens when when you have wealth or a degree of wealth? Here, here's an example that 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 my brother does, which is I've never heard of this until my brother started doing this. So um, my brother likes expensive sports cars, and expensive sports cars there's always waiting lists. So, so he, he, he put a deposit down on this sports car, and he sold his place in line to another buyer that wanted that car, and he made money from it. <laughs> you know, you know and, 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 and now he's online to buy, his, I guess it's a Corvette, 
see something or other. I don't know what it is. Um, they're a hundred grand, but he's online to get the first edition of it because the first edition of the new Corvette will have a MSRP plus an additional hundred thousand up to a hundred thousand uh, dollar. What do they call that? A premium. I don't know. Premium. Yeah. So he's like, why don't I order one? Buy it because I can sell it the next day and make a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> even if he made twenty thousand dollars, and and so that's the thing that, that that people do that have money. But you see people that don't have money, or, or or struggle with money, but they're always on the lotto line. Well, but that's exactly you know? my point. This is this is the difference between rich people habits and poor people right. habits, and and you know that doesn't just stay with money. Correct. That kind of convenience and the the uh, there was um you know who Susie Orman is she's a oh, big yeah, money yeah, guru. Yeah. When the show <laughs> before the Biggest Loser turned out to be a scam a using scam. pills. Yeah. She she went in like in season four and she started predicting who would win based on their financial history. Mm-hmm. And. For like five seasons, she was she predicted the two people, the two three people to be at the absolute sure. top, and it was based on these people had the habits to put away mm-hmm. their immediate feelings and their immediate needs now to achieve a goal. Correct, and that's part of what we need to teach if we really wanted to lift the poor. Okay, that's what we need to do. Because the poor in this country are not most of the poor. Let me just say most of the poor in this country are not poor like they're poor in some place like um, Lagos. Right. Right. Where where people half the family starves to death because you got to pick who to feed today. Right. Yeah, right. Like I mean, we're, ten dollars a yeah, year. Yeah. You know, we, we're in this country helping the poor learn to live by their goals and commitments to themselves Mm -hmm. is is, now there is some level of they've got to work, but there's always something you can cut. And which is why the, that inflation and housing is so scary Mm -hmm. because this could create a a level of poorness that we've never seen in this country. Well, you're eliminating the middle class. You're eliminating the middle class. So if these people learn, if, and it's it's a journey, and I say this because it's a journey I had to go through, mm-hmm. right? My mom and dad never had much, right? And I mean, we had a lot, you know, and there's a whole level of the country that does this. We lived by the image. Mm-hmm. We lived in the right place, mm-hmm. but we didn't have all the other stuff. Right. But we could pretend we did. And what was really funny is... I remember my mom telling me a story that she was amazed that as an adult, she was somewhat naive because people, when we moved from that right place, what Mm -hmm. was called in my little town, Snob Hill, because it was where all the rich people lived. We rented in Snob Mm -hmm. Hill and people just assumed we lived there because we owned the house. Right. And when we moved from there to another part of town, which wasn't a bad part of town, it was just a little more middle class. Mm -hmm. There were people at her job that completely changed the way they approached her, mm-hmm. right? And th- that's that mentality. So I learned bad habits, mm-hmm. right? And had to learn some good habits. And I'm still learning good habits, right? 
thankfully, my children learned a few better habits than I did. Well, and 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 again, like 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 you said, it's 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 a continuous cycle. I mean, um, you, you know, I I grew up. Uh, my parents, um, my parents always lived up to or beyond their means. Mm-hmm. You know, new car every year. We had to live in housekeeper. We had, you know, all these crazy things and. Over decades, it was the same thing. Always living up to or beyond their means, and so me as a child and as an adult, always living up to my means and beyond my means. You know, you know, you know, you know and and the change for me came um, on after my third marriage. We're in, we're in a house. It's five thousand square feet. The mortgage is four thousand and something a month, and. Um, zero dollars in savings and um and 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 i said something got to give <laughs> you, know, you know i've got to make some some choices and and um and one of my goals and and this is for anybody watching you know my goal was this joe and and i I'm, i i love guitars i love expensive guitars that's my thing and, and this and that so i was 45 so you can start at any age 45 and I said, man, if I could just save $500 and have at least $500 in savings, I could sleep a little easier knowing that in an emergency I have $500. And I don't know how long it took me to get $500, but, but then I said, you know what? If I can save $2,000, <laughs> if, if I can save $2,000, I'm going to buy that dream guitar that I've always wanted without putting it on a credit card or anything like that. And th- this is true. I saved $2,000. And I said, you know what? I'm sleeping better than I did when I had $500. And I didn't buy that guitar. And I continued to do that over the past, uh, what is it, uh, almost 15 years now. And it was a mindset just to say, you, you know, you're not going to save $25,000 this year, anybody. You're not going to do it. I say fifty thousand, but start with. I started with five hundred dollar dream, just five hundred dollars to keep in an emergency. Do you know? It's funny that you say that because, you know, I mean, most of you who are watching know that I have a that I had a drug problem and I convicted felon. So at forty five mm-hmm. was when I got clean and sober, and I was only I was only five years out of my incarceration, right? And I had to start making those. Choice. I, I was starting to examine, okay, now that I got that part of my life on track, maybe I can get some other parts of my life on track. I've always wanted a convertible. Mm-hmm. Not a little small flashy one like like the old 1972 <laughs> Cadillac, you know, with the, with the white top and the red body. You know, something along those lines. Right. Something more of a luxury car with a, with a drop top. And I had a chance to buy one. And my wife, and we could afford it. We had saved some money. All our bills were paid. And my wife is a very great wife. She wants me to have what I want. But, you know, I didn't own a house. And as much, I, I literally, <laughs> I took the car for a one-hour test drive. And I got back, and, and I'm sitting there, and the guy's literally holding the bits. Before it was digital. I was literally holding the paperwork and I'm sitting in the car and he's trying to hand it to me. And I'm literally having this war that nobody is going to judge me for buying this car. Mm -hmm. 
but it was 300 bucks a month mm-hmm. when the average car payment was about 125 mm-hmm. you know sure. and i didn't and my kids were living in a rented house mm-hmm. and that just it was that mentality and that was a start for me to get some financial stability right. now i'm not wealthy right. and there's a lot of reasons for that right now uh, i don't have what i want but i sure got a whole lot more than i used to have you know, and I haven't stressed about the electric bill or the water bill or the rent right. in literally decades. So, yeah, and that's and that's a big thing. You, you know, well, we're gonna take a break and and, and then we'll 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 hit on this again because I because I think it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting story. So we'll hit on All that right. in just a few minutes. So don't go away. You're gonna love to hear what we got coming. We'll see you in a minute. We'll be back. We'll be back. You have a great business. You know it. Your employees know it, and so do we. So how do we get everyone else to know it? And how can you do it cost-effectively? It's simple. Use EDDM. EDDM is a direct mail marketing program from the United States Postal Service named Every Door Direct Mail, and it allows you to get your message out for a fraction of the cost of a stamp. Here's how it works. Start by contacting your local Minuteman Press. We are your EDDM experts. Together, we will manage these important steps. First, set a budget that will give you the biggest ROI. Second, design a creative mail marketing piece with an awesome offer. Third, choose the best delivery routes based on demographics and geography. Fourth, print, bundle, and take your mail to the delivery post office. Fifth, manage a schedule for distribution using USPS mail carriers. 70% of people surveyed say that receiving mail is more personal than the internet. And 73% of consumers say they prefer direct mail for brand communication because they can read it at their convenience. With cost-effective EDDM, you can maximize your return on investment. Minuteman Press is your EDDM and direct mail experts. You know your business. We know how to promote it. We are the modern printing industry. Find your nearest Minuteman Press at MinutemanPress.com. All right. We never know where we go. Yeah. We just go. How are you guys liking that? You never know where we go. I hope you're watching live. This is the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is if you're not watching us live, you know, you're missing the good you stuff. You may miss part of this. You miss That's right. 45 is a pivotal moment. What's that? 45 must be a pivotal moment in people's lives. Right. Right, You're, you you see it also. This is the turning point. Right, see, huh? 45, there you go. 45. Pivot. <laughs> yeah. And she Miami, should have come on the show with us. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, this would <laughs> been a good show for you too because this this this, this really we, we 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 cover a lot of ground. That's right. Let me see if I can get this to to do a reset here. I guess I guess it wants to count down. I don't I don't know why. I guess so. So we'll we'll let it count down and then we'll go to a reset. That's all right. Lunch is ready now. Not really. <laughs> you want to hit the microwave, please? Yeah. Reset. <laughs> hey, <laughs> welcome back to the Joe Knows Show. <laughs> I'm Ken Rose, and it's Joe Knows, and we're at Tiki Hut Studios in Miami Beach today. Um, and right it, now, we're talking about financial stability. Financial stability. So, um, a, a little history. Those of you that know me know that I've been married four times. Yes, that's four times. Um, Hang on, I gotta say, you know, this guy and his beautiful wife Lisa take a lot of crap 
because he's been married four times and she's the last wife. And I got to tell you what, um, you know, <laughs> they're very nice about it. They laugh along with people. They got a good sense of humor. But I think sometimes people ought to leave you guys alone. You're married. It's a good marriage. You love her. She loves you. That doesn't matter how many came before. Well, you, you, you know, um, after Thursday's meeting, Lisa and I spoke about that. And, <laughs> and here, here's the thing. I mean, I, mean, I mean, you can get upset. You can be, oh, gosh. You have to, but you know what? It, it, it's funny. It, it, it is a funny story. And it makes people laugh. And it, and it gets people to know Lisa and I yeah. as individuals, as regular people. Right. You know, people see, oh, they have multiple businesses. And, and they see that we're, we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're just regular people. You know, we'll crack a beer at the corner and, you know, th that's our lifestyle. Um, but that's back to that financial stability. And, you know, you talked about Mike and you mm -hmm. talked about you said, you know, that's Dave Ramsey 101. Baby step number one, save a thousand dollars. It's an emergency something. fund, you know, and, and today my wife and I keep I have an emergency fund for my real estate business. Yeah. And it carries me through those lean months because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, commissions are. You know, like this, I'm still trying to figure out how to make sure make that. Well, actually, I say here, I want that line to be up here, but uh, it it doesn't do that, you know. And 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 I had this discussion with with somebody about my business because I've been in business now 16 years, and so you 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 can have a killer January, and you're like, man, I made a lot of money this month, and then you have a dip in February, and my old school thinking was, January is great. I've got extra money. I'm going to go spend this. <laughs> And my, my, my new school is January was great. I don't need more money. I, I don't have to take more money out of my business because comes February, if it's slower, I still have to pay January's bills. Because right. January, yep. I had more supplies to buy. And so you learn to slowly manage it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm a good spokesperson for finances or a bad spokesperson. But the reality is that personally, I've been bankrupt twice. I lost a business once. You know, you know, so I've been through the, you know, maximize my credit card be because that 80 inch TV is a necessity, <laughs> you know, and, 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 yeah. and it's just the way it is. I Until mean, you got to get brakes on the car and you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, my credit score bef before I bought my first house was, was 520, I believe. And what happens with credit cards is, is, or credit cards, personal, whatever you get, everything becomes an emergency. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I need that $500 pair of cowboy boots because I have a $1,000 limit on my credit card. Mm -hmm. And I need those cowboy boots because I'm going horseback riding for the first time. And, you know, I may, not, I may hate that. But again, that. it's that mentality shift. But like, it's hard to get out of that, like, like, I have a credit card that I use for business expenses. But the reason I use that particular credit card, is they're all expenses I pay off every month. And I get points. So now, if something ever happened to my mom, right, I've got enough points that I could get a round trip air ticket, a hotel and a mm -hmm. car. Sure. You know, for like 4 or 5 days Correct. because and that doesn't actually cost me money and those are things I was spending money on anyway. Right. You're buying right. groceries, you're paying your utility bill, whatever. But it you're comes doing. from yeah. that it comes from that oh my god, where are we going to get the rent? Oh my gosh, I'm bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this is the third business I've lost. No, <laughs> no, know? it's 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 rough, you know, and and you think about it and and you you know, Lisa Lisa knows my credit situation. And um, we 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 just got her her daughter a um, a Mac, Airbook for her sixteenth birthday, and we're in the Apple store, and I'm and I'm filling out the application for the Apple card. And Lisa's like, "Why are you even bothering? You every credit card bill that, that, that you charge, you pay off at the end, at the end of the month." I'm like, "I don't know." 
Yeah, but they're gonna do that <laughs> because but, I uh, can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, you know, you, you, you know, when I look at my credit today, and I have X dollars in available credit and zero balances, and my score is eight hundred, I can really do whatever I want. But but what happens at, when you get to this point? You don't want to do those things because you're like. Do I really need that? Do I really no, it need becomes, to do you know, that? It gets it be- back to the... It's a weird thing. It, it gets back to the being able to sleep. Right. You know, I, I know that for me, there's a number. We all have a number. For some people, it's 1,000. For some people, it's 10,000. You know, Elon Musk? I mean, you, you look at this guy. I'll bet you if he didn't have $3 billion in the bank, he'd be losing it. Right. Yeah. You know, he'd be... You know, we were talking about work earlier, mm-hmm. but again, this is a perfect example of... You know, we see a guy like Elon Musk and without being political, somebody like Donald Trump or Bill Gates. You know, these guys worked all right. day, every day for literally decades. Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. in his young life, he did not go to college, okay, because he worked in his family business. And at 30, he took his first vacation. All of his friends were doing the spring break thing, taking vacations. He was working in his family business, working on email marketing. He's like a developer of email. He was an early adopter of email marketing, Uh, took his family business from uh, $2 million a year. It was a New Jersey liquor store, Mm -hmm. wine store, to a, I think it was $23 million Uh, in like five years through email marketing Mm -hmm. and and wine of the month club and something like that. But the point is this guy worked and he still works. He's in his late forties and he still works like 14, 15 hours a day. And now that's not to say everybody needs to work 14, 15 hours a day, but there comes a point when you are driven by your security. Correct. When, when you have something you want, there's a fella out in, um, Winter Garden. I wish I could remember his name. I think he's a preacher. But he's a very successful businessman. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear the speech. I heard some friends of mine talking that heard him give this mm-hmm. speech. And he and he was our age. He was like 45, 50 when he had this revelation. had been broke his whole life. And something hit him that he did not want to be a burden to his children. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, he's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm all driven by the idea that he didn't want to be a burden to his children. And at first, burden to his children is paying his bills. And then burden to his children is making sure that he has the money and the resources that if, you know, he gets he gets disabled, they don't have to take care of right. it, right? And then it's doesn't want to be a burden to his children if he dies, he can't have any debts. Correct. And then he doesn't want them to have the tax bill when they inherit this. It's just, it's that... It's a different mindset. We all have to get to that place if we're going to have financial security. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, my theory, you can't improve one part of your life, right? Right. Like if if you start focusing really hard on financial security, you're going to eat better. Right. And the reason is you're not going to spend money in restaurants. Mm -hmm. You're going to start thinking about what you're putting in your body Mm -hmm. because it's cheaper to eat better than it really is to eat crap, which is back to full circle to what we started talking about. Correct. Correct. It's you're going to have to exercise if you want to keep up the energy level to do the things you need to do to eat better. You play tennis, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, and rowing rowing again, you know, you're doing all that. I mean, I'm running if I get my 
hip dealt with. I'll yeah. be running again. And I'm actually looking for exercise. I was talking to my coach last week. It's not about the exercise or losing weight. It's about I haven't been able to do any exercise for like six weeks, and I can mm-hmm. feel it in my energy levels. Your energy levels decrease. Right. It's, it's even when I'm awake and well-rested, I'm in a different energy place, and it's, it's affecting other things, you know, and that's, it, it all gets connected. The easiest thing to focus on, though, is becoming financially stable. Because it's more real to helps. us. You're not, you're, and, um, Finances is the dog. Yeah. Everything else is the gun. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and, and, and there have been rumblings, you know, that Lisa and I have heard, oh, you know, the roses do this, the roses do that, and, and whatever. And, and, and the reality is that our biggest thing is we live below our yeah. means. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I, I don't, whether I put this out there or not is really irrelevant. I'm going to put it out there anyway. Um, we know what the average rent is in town. You know, there, there's no joke. Um, a dollar twenty six per square foot. No, excuse me, a dollar sixty nine per square foot per month. That's my tip today. <laughs> okay, well, well there you go. And we know, and we know the cost of housing. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is my principal and interest for my house is $1,100 and change. You know, and so Lisa and I can easily go buy a bigger house and a more expensive thing. And, and you, you know, and, and because we're in real estate from time to time, we go to see these new homes like, ooh, you know, you look at all these beautiful things and you're like, but you know what? With, with a small mortgage, we're able to do the things we want to do. And we're able to save, we're able to do these things. And 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 it is it's 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 a game you play with yourself. But I think forty five was the magic number where you say you know what I'm forty five, so I'm pretty close to sixty five. <laughs> you know, and, and I think I think maybe may, I don't know what the hell it is. It's just a you get to a different place, and 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 I was never able to sleep at night having no dollars. And and oh, my business tip of the day. I know we're not on the business tip, but but I'm going to bring this up. Is is um. Most sole proprietors make the same mistake their entire careers, their entire lives, and, and, they, and they struggle with this. And um, I was told many years ago by Roy Titus, president of Minuteman Press at the time, he's passed. He said, the first rule of thumb in being in your own business is pay yourself first and pay yourself a fair wage. You know, don't try to hide it from the IRS, you know, where, where, where you're paying yourself $200 <laughs> a week on the books because when you go buy for that mortgage, it doesn't That's work because right. <laughs> you only made $4,000 this year. You're not buying that new house. Um, and about 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I decided, you know, and being in business, you know, you have good months. You have months where you're like, mm, I got enough money for the mortgage. That's about it. And 10 years ago, I, um, ADP came in and said, you know, have you thought about uh, us as a payroll company? And I said, it's only me, my wife, you know, whatever. And, and I hired them, and I put myself on payroll, like real payroll. You, you, know, <laughs> you know, like I paid myself, you, you, yep. you know, a, 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 a good wage for, for, for what I do. Which um, meant some months you weren't, like, going off to where you weren't flying to France. Correct. <laughs> and, and from that day forward... I've never 
not gotten a paycheck. Do you know, that's kind of the idea of, of create, you know, and, and this gets back to when I got clean and sober, I learned that the advantage to going to a rehab for me, you know, and I'm a jarhead, so I, you'd think I would have figured this out, but I was young and sometimes you got to be a few years old to figure something out. I did well with structure. I did well when I was in the core because mm-hmm. they created structure for me. When I got out of the core, you know, <laughs> and went to, co- I did okay when I went to college because there was structure. Right. I went out of college, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I was off to the races, right? Mm-hmm. Things went crazy. Rehab was for me, Okeechobee, you know, it was at Dunklin Memorial Camps, a lot of structure. But I realized during the process, it was like, you know, so this is like the third time I'm in. I've submitted myself to some forced structure and I'm like, hey, I'm not doing bad. Maybe I need structure. So you learn to create that for yourself and giving yourself a paycheck Mm -hmm. is one of those things that creates structure that you have to live by. And then you start to figure out that the rest of life is like that. It's structure. Structure leads to discipline. Mm hmm. You know, because if you have structure, if you're only getting X amount of dollars, you can't spend Y amount of dollars. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know, you, if you're going to spend it all. You got, you only got X to spend. And that is how people get successful. Mm-hmm. That's how people create anything. And it's exactly how Elon Musk. I mean, I was blown away the other day. They've come up with a deal. Elon Musk is going to buy this thing for forty four billion dollars. And his reaction was, I'll arrange it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'll arrange it. You know, I'm reminded of uh, Conrad Hilton uh, in the late 30s bought the Hilton during the Depression. Mm -hmm. So I guess that, yeah, late 30s, during the Depression, bought uh, this big famous New York hotel. I don't remember which one it was. It was a big famous name, right? It could have been the Waldorf. It was. It was the Waldorf. It was Waldorf Astoria on a handshake because he'd had structure in his life. Sure. And people knew that if he took over the Waldorf story and he said, and he paid at the time a whopping $1 million for it, that if he said he'll pay you the $1 million, he was going to pay you, you the it, $1 yeah. million. You know, Elon Musk says he's going to give you $44 billion. Chances are good. I wish I'd bought. Uh, I wish I'd bought Twitter at 75. <laughs> hey, guys, we're, we're going to go to a, a quick commercial break. I'm going to hear from our sponsors. We're going to come back. We have a little extra tag on today yeah, to wrap yeah. up the show. So we'll see you in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that, that was our hour. That, that was, was our hour. Oh, so was, we'll, get, we'll get an extra five minutes this time. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, that's, it's, that's, uh, did you still want to mention the... Uh, oh, we'll bring it up next week. We'll, we'll and look. then you'll hold off that other conversation? Yeah, because... That's a uh, good idea. I like that. Yeah, because that meeting isn't until... Uh, the week after so yeah we might talk about that for 15 20 yeah, minutes that's yeah. a whole new subject yeah that's why yeah. i said come back to it yeah all right you ready get ready let's go all right everybody and welcome back hey it's always good to hear from our sponsors actually we're gonna have to find an extra sponsor that's an extra break this week yes yes so and again uh, if you want to sponsor the show <laughs> reach out to us uh, on social media let us know um our sponsorships are running a hundred thousand dollars for an episode no not really <laughs> Um, but but they're you know affordable. what? Affordable. That's a sales thing. They're affordable. Well, they're affordable. <laughs> and you know what? If you have something like like a um, restaurant, yes, restaurant, 
uh, and and you want to bring breakfast in for us during the show, we'll give you a plug. Look, here, you know, here's a, here's the like thing. That. Let's 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 do a shameless plug for us. We'll yes. start with that because we don't have Lisa today. Although we're going to shamelessly plug her business too. Uh, <laughs> if you want to come sponsor the show, the the thing that is really valuable about getting on early, being one of the first sponsors, is you get our love and loyalty forever. So we'll give you product placement. We'll give you the ads. You know we're going to talk to everybody about you. Uh, you become my preferred provider. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in the real estate industry and you want to come on here, and they, I mean, that's the way it works. If, if you sponsor our show, I'm going to bring you all of my inspection or title or mortgage business. If, if you've got a dry cleaners, then all my dry cleaning and everybody I talk to is going to get all of my dry cleaning. So don't pass up this opportunity. We, we're negotiable. We're not desperate. Okay, so don't don't come at us with ten dollars. <laughs> but if you are a car dealership, especially an exotic car dealership, and would like to get your product featured on the show, please give us a call, and That's we'd be right. more than happy to cruise around in that uh, exotic vehicle for six months. Every six months, bring us a new exotic vehicle. That's right. That's right. But no, we can work out some creative yeah. things for you if you want to come sponsor the show. So, what's your? Uh, what's my marketing? Why, why don't we? Why don't we go go to your uh, marketing minute? Well, everybody knows I'm Ken Rose with Minuteman Press. Uh, be on the lookout for profiles in print coming up soon. I've, I'm going to be shooting some new episodes so you can see who we're doing work for and, and what we're doing um, uh, in, in the shop here. Um, shout out to Lisa with Brand Squad. She's on point with your promotional products. She couldn't be on the show today. She has, I think, 300 koozies that she's uh, in the process of putting together for a client. Uh, but we wish her well. She's always jammed up. Reach out to her at brandsquadfl.com. You can find me, e either one of us, at 304 Mohawk. Hold up your pad. Hold and, up your uh, pad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah. Here's Lisa's mouse pad. Brand squad. Look, um, this is a great. This is a great thing. I carry one of these that says Jonos. Jonos on it. Um, actually, from the Tiki Hut. From the show, Tiki Hut, show. The Tiki That's Hut right. show. And I pull it out when I'm like in a coffee shop or something and working, and people ask me about it all the time. So. Yeah, mouse pads are, are, are probably a, a, a great product. You know, if if you're in an office or or you do business with people that are in their office, because your information is always there. Think about if you're a restaurant and your menu's on this mouse pad and it's sitting on their desk all day every day. I would guess they're going to order food from you probably more than anybody else in town. Yeah. So anyway, that's that that's my marketing minute. And uh, thanks for being on the show, everybody. Uh, we hope to see everybody next week. We've got... Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to do a marketing minute. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Do your marketing I minute. I kind of did it during the thing, but oh, yeah. go pay again. attention, okay? Rent in Claremont is averaging $1.69 per square foot per month. That's $1,690 for a thousand square foot home so if those seem like high numbers to you and they are and you are looking to stabilize your rent you got to be careful it looks like rent's going to be going up 20 percent on average over per year over the next five years so my marketing minute is i have programs to stabilize that for you i can get you a house for rent it won't be terribly cheap but it will be stable and you might even be able to buy it so i have rent to own programs um, and other rental programs you can have. Joe Carlisle, Remax Titanium. Just full disclosure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, just a tag on what Joe said. You know, and I know the show's over. I'm sorry, the show's over. But um, from what I understand, if if you're renting, you should find out if your rental, if your landlord will be able to report your rental history to the credit bureau. Oh, it's a good point. Because that yep. will benefit you 
when you're yep. looking to buy your next house. Yes, it will. So think about yep. that. So that's yep. my you can actually use some, uh, you can actually use uh, utility payments now too, if you are with a company who will report them. Correct. So check with your utility companies, check with your landlords. If you can get that stuff reported, if you're not paying the bills on time, don't ask them to report it. But if you are, but that's it. Hey. We are out of here from Miami Beach from the, and the Joe No Show. See us next week. Bye-bye. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs>